All right, back at the Capitol. And uh, joining me is uh, from Washington, D.C., live in front of me today. Wow. Holy cow. Congressman French Hill is here. Congressman, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for being at the Capitol on this exciting day. This is a good day to be here. I mean, whenever all of these people come together, I always want to be here. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> this is part of that unique aspect of American politics. Yeah. I had in my office today uh, young people from Cambodia, Armenia, Russia and wow. the Philippines, and they were all talking about the unique aspect of America, our debate, our public discourse, our voting, our decentralization of power. Mm-hmm. And, wow, it was so much fun to talk to. Them. Well, I can only imagine that is people don't realize I've been all over the world because I was in the Air Force, and uh, you don't realize how different your country is until you get out those other countries where it's really different than what you're used to. You know, they were talking about, gosh, we have 90% of our citizens uh, vote. I said, well, they were probably told what to vote for and when. And I said, uh, we have a very, very vocal uh, constituency out there that comes together every two years or every four years. But it's not as predictable and cookie-cutter as you see in some countries that claim to have open elections. elections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, I spent a lot of time over in the Far East, and it's just nuts over there. Although I love going to Taiwan. I like the way they debate. They get in fights. I mean, they throw punches. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Not the way that I would like to see it happen. So tell us what's happening in D.C. is... uh, is uh, the Democrats, uh, are they really going to have, give us some transparency on this issue of impeachment? Well, uh, today they list, uh, they released two transcripts today uh, that were a little cherry-picked uh, in their list. But, you know, fundamentally what Nancy Pelosi took to the House floor last week is not greater transparency. I put out on my Facebook page the Nixon language, the Clinton language compared to the Pelosi language on Trump. And you do not have equal rights for the minority. You don't have a co-equal design process for an impeachment inquiry. And the executive branch, the president, absolutely does not have uh, sort of those due process rights that were guaranteed for President Clinton and President Nixon. So I'm afraid not is the answer to your question. I don't know that we're going to get greater transparency. I think we're going to continue the partisan freight train um, heading down the tracks. Is it my misunderstanding or just Pelosi's not understanding that she should be paying attention to what the Senate, the message they're trying to send her? I mean, McConnell and Lindsey Graham have put together a resolution that says if you don't do these things, your stuff shows up here. It goes in to, you know, file 13, basically. Yeah. Well, let's go back to first principle. She said that uh, impeachment is divisive and should be undertaken only with overwhelming evidence and where there is strong bipartisan consensus. And, of course, she's gone back on all three key points there. She's moved to a divisive process. It's a partisan process. She doesn't have an overwhelming case that she's been able to identify thus far. And so she's violated her own rules. And so I think it's unpredictable now what direction it will take. The dam 
uh, has essentially broken, and this water is flowing downstream, led by the more radical elements in the House Democratic Conference. Does she have to put Adam Schiff at the head of this? No, the Speaker has the power to design this process any way she wants to in that resolution. Uh, the word in Washington was she'd lost confidence in Jerry Nadler's ability to do it. Plus, Jerry Nadler, in 1998, was a lead spokesperson for due process for the executive branch. And therefore, there's a lot of videotape of his role when he was on the Judiciary Committee back in 1998. In today's Wall Street Journal, I invite people to take a look at a very good column that Jim Sensenbrenner of Wisconsin and Steve Shabbat of Ohio wrote about the 1998 impeachment and let readers decide for themselves what they think about transparency. Yeah, that was uh, the Republicans going after Clinton. You bet. But and, they designed the process. they were open that was about it. Mm-hmm. They didn't hide it. That's the way, that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, Thanks for the re- is, is this going to start resignating? Or resignating, that's not the right word. <laughs> is, that, is this going to start, uh, are the American people going to start getting interested in understanding that this really truly is a, a process that uh, is for the Democrats and nothing there is for the Republicans and all they want to do is get the president? Well, I, I hope so. I hope that they uh, are able to start piecing the pictures together. But I'm afraid a lot of voters are worn out with this topic. This has been going on for three years. Uh, Representative Al Green, Representative Maxine Waters have been talking about impeaching the president since the virtually inauguration day. And nothing came of the $25 million and hundreds of people that worked on the Mueller report. And so I think people are really burned out. The person who's working hard, putting their kids in school, going to work, uh, preparing for teacher work day or a soccer game isn't focused on all these gory inside baseball Washington, D.C. Uh, arguments. So I don't know that they will, but uh, it's, it's definitely something that's violating Nancy Pelosi's own rules about whether to go forward or not. Has Barr been sharing any of of uh, Dunham's uh, thoughts on what he's going to bring to you about what went on in the uh, Russia investigation? Not with members at large, uh, but uh, U.S. Attorney uh, Durham up in Connecticut, Bill Barr, our Attorney General, both have now opened a criminal investigation into Explain why that's important. Well, it's important because we believe that obviously there was election interference uh, in the 2016 election, and a lot of it emanated with the Clinton campaign. Mm-hmm. Repeat, the Clinton campaign, shocker, since that's never in the news, that paid camp with campaign money, bought uh, fake uh, oppo research on Donald Trump through this famous dossier, which in turn the Justice Department used with the federal FISA court, for which is our foreign intelligence court, to then open up essentially a spying exercise uh, during the 2016 election, sometime between July and October of 2016. So Barr and Durham are trying to get behind what we'd never learned in the Mueller work. We didn't learn it in the Mueller work, uh, not even inklings. We just saw uh, uh, maybe you'd say a, uh, evidence, but not yeah. any definitive analysis. And so... Bill Barr, I hope, will deliver that, and then uh, Grassley in the Senate uh, perhaps can pursue it, and we'll get behind whatever what happened during the 2016 campaign. Uh, and that's what the president's interested in. That's why he keeps asking questions about the 2016 campaign to get to the truth 
about who was trying to influence our elections. As a House member, how much can you do to, you know, stop this craziness that's going on? Well, the House, uh, the reason why we don't like the shift approach is really only about 40 House members are involved in this that have access to the information either on the Intelligence Committee or the Judiciary Committee. So the average health House member is disenfranchised by this process, which means our constituents at home are disenfranchised by this process. That's why if I've, I've expressed over and over again, where is the due process rights for the president? Where is the transparency and openness rights so that all voters can see this live on C-SPAN and determine uh, what we, uh, what's going on? All right. I've been told that you're out of time. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> you're all, you know, I always have a mic for you, Congress. I appreciate always. that. Always. Thank, Thank you, you much. Very Great much. to be with you appreciate guys. Appreciate you. Thank Thanks you for supporting much. all these candidates at the Capitol. Absolutely. We're going to get a bigger majority than we had last time. It's always important. Thank you very much. Yeah, Congressman French Hill here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have him here with us today. And uh, always looking forward uh, to talk to him. So, Elizabeth, what are you hearing that uh, excites you today? Just, it's just the different things that people are saying and the reasons they want to run. They get yeah. out there and make a difference. Uh, the gentleman from District 22 jumping in there to take Mr. 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 Gates' spot. Um, yeah. Mr. Beach stepping up to take a place. Yeah, he's still got something to find out, evidently. I guess he does. He says that he was sure that he had uh, gotten himself set up for 28, but he's wondering if he is in a different district now because he, he looks... He's he's gotten down where it may be by street. You almost have to. You almost have to. And I think I heard him say the property or the dividing line for the two districts is very close to his property. So, yeah, I have to sort that out and figure it out. He's um, hoping he's going to come back on the show tomorrow. I think he's, he's pretty good that he will have things set up, uh, etc., Congressman, thank you very much. The noise level down in the actual rotunda has lessened somewhat, but there are still there's huge a lot numbers of people, of people here. in line. And, you know, there's so many people that come today. They want to be the first. Yep. There's also a large group that come at the very last minute. Yeah, Friday. The very last minute. Want to be sure that they see everybody else who filed first. Want to surprise somebody at the very last minute kind of thing. We had a little funny thing happen in Faulkner County a few years back where a certain individual, not a favorite candidate, decided they wanted to wait until the last minute. And <laughs> they sort of lost track of time and actually missed the filing. Oh, because no. Because they waited too long to show up. Next Tuesday is the last one. No. It was like the is doors it, closed at 430 and they it, showed up at 445 and, oh, I can't get in. It's over. Okay, so it's all the way to next Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I thought For it ended on Friday, so it's For about a week. next Tuesday. Okay. Six, I think it's six business days. Would that be right? Yep, six business days. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, correct. Okay. All right. So, but that gives you some. Not true. Think, think of the money going into the coffers of the party. That's what I keep thinking about is all these filing fees. That's why Doyle Webb's walking around with a big smile on his face. I doubt. I no <laughs> doubt. His wife, his wife will be running. Yeah, and uh, he said that uh, she will be stopping by. Sometime today to Here? say hello. Okay, yes. great. Because I and don't see them out there. And we're looking forward to it, and uh, we can talk to her about what some of the big issues are that 
the judges around here will be facing up into. For, for those political junkies who just like seeing people's faces, there was lots and lots of people that you recognize in the rotunda today. Oh, yeah. Senator Cotton. Yeah, Senator several Cotton Several others around and that, you know, again, if you enjoy seeing the faces in person, even, even Democrats. He's, like, really difficult <laughs> not to see. Well, yeah, he kind of stands he towers about, over, you know, a foot above everybody over else. over everybody. It was yeah. pretty right. easy to see him in the room earlier. You remember, I said, I thought I just saw Senator <laughs> Cotton. And I looked around, and he already passed, and I wasn't sure. But I couldn't believe that there were two people that tall in the yeah, state of so Arkansas, to be honest. He's a tall man. He's, he's easy to recognize in a crowd. He really sure. is. All right, so let's get our break in. We'll come back. We'll have a lot more, uh, as I like to say, polls on here on the Dave Ellswick Show for today. It is the first day of filing for 2020. We are uh, ready to get the uh, the race started. You got that sounder for me there, uh uh, Zach, you can play that and then come back with our out music. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.